Uh, I want to talk, uh, as I mentioned earlier, about uh, the new normal in many different contexts today. Uh, we've we've kind of we don't do theme shows as such, but uh, the theme for the last uh, dozen weeks has been COVID nineteen, obviously, and that's not something we decided. It's just what's dominating everybody's life on so many different levels. And uh, I'm trying to make some of it positive, and some of it isn't so positive. But uh, the bottom line is, you get a chance to participate by whether listening or uh, in call-in segments having your say uh, and I'd like to make some of it uh, sound better like there's a, there's a new day coming and it's going to be good and I hope this is one of those segments because I, I would have to say that the first area to be hit hard when uh, they announced that things were closing down because of COVID was travel. I mean, the travel people got nothing but cancellations. First of all, you didn't want to go anywhere. And then the next thing, um, we got closed down to the point where you literally can't go anywhere. And now we've got the issues of how our plane's going to be configured and what kind of security and health checks you're going to have to sustain regardless of whether it's coming into Canada or going somewhere else. This is all a part of it. So we've got a travel journalist uh, with us, Jim Byers. He's a travel writer uh, and known as Canada's travel guy, actually. Good morning, Jim. Uh, Jim, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, great. Okay, now I can hear you. Well, uh, let me start with something that uh, at first blush seems to be uh, a negative uh, in the sense that uh, this easygoing transborder traffic that we've spent our lifetimes being used to is uh, yet again moved off until June 21st. And if, uh, for example, the Quebec premier has his way, it would go into July. So nobody's going to the U.S. and U.S. citizens are not uh, handily jumping in the car and coming up to Canada. Uh, What do you think about that and and how does that affect the whole concept of North American travel? Well, it certainly uh, reduces our options, um, you know, given the Canadian dollar being as low as it is and the fact that, you know, summertime is a great time for Canadians to enjoy our own country, Peter. I, I don't think summer is the big season for Canadians to travel uh, to the U.S. anyway. Maybe people are on vacation and, you know, the kids are in school and it's a time that they want to go down to to Disney or maybe New York City or things along those lines. But, you know, a, a lot of us do tend to travel more to the sunnier parts of the U.S. in the winter, you know, Arizona, California, uh, Florida, that sort of thing. So uh, from that standpoint, I don't think it'll, it'll change a lot. The interesting issue is going to be, you know, what can we do even from province to province? Um, you know, right now you can go to your cottage in Prince Edward Island if you have one uh, and you show documentation, you know, you're from Ontario or Quebec, but you have to do a 14-day quarantine. So is that something you really want to do when the whole reason you go to your cottage is to go out and explore things, not to just sit on the sit on the front porch and, and you know, watch your neighbors go by? So uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens on a provincial level. But certainly, you know, there's so many great options within uh, Ontario, for example, and within each province there are just wonderful, magical things to do. So I think we will see a lot of road trips. We'll see a lot of driving trips where people can control their own uh, uh, situation, their own uh, cleanliness, and, and maybe even some RV trips, you know. We may uh, also uh, see a lesser number of people visiting Toronto, which is a great tourist destination for people yeah. coming from outside. Well, you know, you, you would have to think so. Certainly the convention uh, business has taken a real hit. Um, you know, the major, a lot of the reasons people come to big cities is to take place and, you know, go to festivals, go to uh, go to the film festival, go see a concert at, at the Budweiser stage, go to a Jays game. You know, well, none of those things are going to be happening to my knowledge. So uh, that's going to make for, for a difficult time for, for Toronto. But, you know, there's so many other things that people can do. And, and I think the smarter destinations are trying to 
to highlight, you know, some of the more natural uh, open air sort of uh, things that they that they can offer, because that's obviously going to be very appealing to people uh, uh, in the short term. Okay, well, we talked about province to province, and uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've got a, uh, a family member, a close family member, who lives out in uh, on Vancouver Island, and I can see going out there, but there's a, an aspect of it that concerns me, and I think it concerns many of our listeners, and that is, what's the airplane going to look like, and how safe am I going to be on it, and when do you think uh, we're going to start trusting uh, flying again as a, a people uh, and take it for granted? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not sure when we're going to take it for granted again, but, you know, the airlines already, Peter, are bringing in a lot of new changes. They're blocking off seats. Uh, WestJet, Delta, Air Canada, there's no seat next to you. The seat next to you is always open on, on most of these airlines now, and they've kind of arranged it. It's going to make travel more expensive in the long run, but in the short term, uh, that's one me- method that they're using. Um, Air Canada has a program called Clean Care Plus, uh, where everyone that comes on board, at, at least from now, I think, through the end of June, uh, is given masks, uh, gloves, hand sanitizer, disinfectant wipes, a bottle of water, prepackaged foods. They electro-spray the uh, interiors. They're wiping everything down that moves. There's social distancing in the check-in counters. Um, so, you know, the airlines are doing their best. I was, actually, I was reading a, a story from the, in the Washington Post from a, an assistant professor uh, in their medical program called Joseph Allen. And he wrote an op-ed piece in the Washington Post uh, the other day saying that, in fact, airlines exchange their air more often than most hospitals. Um, and that the air on an airplane is, is excellent. He said, you should wear a mask and you should wipe down services and take precautions, but airline air is not going to make you sick, according to him. Okay, let's let's talk about something that's uh, in the process of happening because I'd like to see the travel business return to what it was. Canadians are big travelers. Uh, I, I noticed that um, the effect of COVID nineteen in some of the Caribbean countries, which are mostly island countries, um, has been minimal compared to anything that we've experienced. And I thought to myself because I was going to go on a great big trip this fall, not going to anymore because of the destination being African. Uh, what if I was to go to Barbados or Saint Lucia? or Grenada or whatever, and I looked at the statistics and I thought I'd be prepared to sustain that. Uh, but the uh, you know the airplane uh, issue is still an issue. Do I want to sit five hours in there, notwithstanding what you tell me about air exchange? Because despite what you're saying, and I'm not questioning it, uh, Air Canada has a reason for dropping 50% of its employee base. Right. Well, obviously, they're, you know, they've been devastated, and uh, Air Canada Vacations is supposed to be starting up again in about a week or two, flying to some sun destinations, Peter. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, some, of the, some of the islands, and I haven't seen a date yet for Barbados. Most of the Caribbean islands have come off quite well uh, for a number of reasons, partly because they don't tend to have really big teeming cities with people packed in as close as, as maybe we do in, in urban settings in, in Canada or the U.S. That might be part of it. Uh, but St. Lucia, for example, is supposed to be reopening on June 4th with social distancing, with less uh, place in the restaurants and such. Uh, but, you know, the beaches are, are obviously pretty good. Uh, Bahamas is talking about July 1st. Cuba is talking about July 7th. So we're seeing a lot more openings in the Caribbean for sure. Uh, Italy is opening June 3rd. Uh, there's no quarantine, but it's only for people coming from most of the other uh, European Union countries. So that doesn't include Canada or the United States right now. But hopefully that's a little bit far down the line. So okay. there's a little, there is some positive news for sure. So, Jim, let's hope that uh, the the slow recovery that uh, our province, particularly under Ford, has been yeah. taking works and that most other places ultimately adopt that. 
and that there and let's let's even be more starry eyed and say that sometime in the early part of 2021 we can all get shots and COVID-19 becomes a bad memory but nonetheless a memory how long does it take before we see uh, Canadians who love to fly around the world and who love to take cruises how long does it take to make that travel business whole again well, you know, if you if you talk to Air Canada, they think it'll take a good three years before they get back to the operating levels that they were at in 2019 or the first couple of months or 2020. That might even be somewhat optimistic. I, I think it really depends, Peter, as you said, on, on the vaccine. And, uh, uh, you know, people I've talked to have said, you know, I know cruises do a nice job and I know they're eliminating the buffets and they're wiping everything down, but I'm not going to go on a cruise until there's a vaccine. You know, it, you know, my wife was saying for was saying that the other day. She said, I don't mind going on an airplane, but I really don't want to cruise. Uh, so if, if she's typical, then that could take a while. And obviously, once the vaccine is available, it's not like we all get it overnight. Um, you know, I presume if it's... I, I agree with you. Sorry, yeah. Princess. Yeah. Sorry, Oceana. Yeah. If, 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 a, uh, if, a, if a vaccine is made in Canada, I presume we have a better chance of getting it uh, spread around Canada uh, sooner than we would if it was, say, made in China or in the United States or Venezuela. You know, So I think we'll have to wait and see how long that takes and how long it takes the vaccine to be produced and, and for everybody to, to line up. This is not going to be you know, overnight, oh, by the way, everybody go, go to Shoppers Drug Mart and get your shot. Um, you know, that the vaccine will take a while to roll out, but I think it'll take a couple of years. You know, it, the one thing that gives me hope about all of us, Peter, is that you know, we, we have been through things not like this, but, you know, the travel industry and tourism has been through things like 9-11, through SARS, through the 2008 financial crisis. It usually bounces back pretty well. You know, we do have that deep-seated uh, love for travel, most of us. Uh, we do still have cold winters, and we like to get away to Florida or the Caribbean or Mexico when we can. Um, that's not going to change. So um, I think once there is a vaccine and once the airlines have proven and, and reestablished some confidence and the cruise lines, we may get back to normal. But I, I'm thinking that's going to be several years. Let's hope uh, for the travel workers that it's sooner. Let's hope for the travelers that it's sooner. And thank you very much, Jim. You're very welcome. Take care, Peter. All right. Jim Byers, travel journalist, travel writer, and uh, his moniker is Canada's Travel Guide.